Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray, and I'm your host. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, the Mark Griffith of 2014. (laughs) Of the Mortgage Investors Group. (laughs) Of the Mortgage Investors Group. And uh, Mark is just a tremendous support to Mortgage Investors Group. He does quite a bit for us, including um, hosting the show when I'm unavailable. And last week was one of those weeks, and he did a great show for us, and I appreciate him and everything he does. And I also want to tell you how to plug in with us because Mark helps us stay plugged in with the community, not just here locally, but also, I will have to say, internationally, quite frankly. Oh, it's international. It's international. And uh, you can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Housing Hour. You can also catch us on Twitter at The Housing Hour. Um, and of course, we're on all the other social networking platforms. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Pinterest. You can find all of that stuff at our main website, which is the treasure trove of everything that we do, and that is thehousinghour.com. We have a lot of series that we've done in the past three years, and you can find all of those under special series. It's the main tab on our website. So go to thehousinghour.com. You can share this show with your friends and family. And as we get into this season of giving, you know, Mortgage Investors Group and the Housing Hour have always made giving back a priority to what we do and what our mission statement is. And we always want to do that because we know where we came from. We know how we got to where we are and remembering and continuing to pursue things in our community are so important to our success because, because we have to keep that, that attitude of gratitude. And I think that the, the main way to do that is by staying involved and mortgage investors group is just so grateful for the opportunities that have been presented to it. Um, whether that be the St. Jude golf tournament or whether that be the angel tree opportunities that we've had in the past, Salvation Army, um, Coats for the Cold, uh, all these different Operation Christmas Child this year. We're doing all, a lot of things because we think it's important. And one of the other things that, that we think about when we think about, okay, who can we help? What can we do? What can we as a company stand for And, you know, a lot of what we do is for children. You know, a lot of it is for children. We have some other things for veterans and some other things like that. But we think about children. I mean, children, especially in this season of giving, when you think of a child who might, you know, go without any Christmas or anything special. um, And they, you know, we wonder as a society why some of these kids lose hope because they haven't had anybody speak into their lives. And I don't want to get preachy up here, but... um, I think it's our responsibility as, as an individual, my responsibility as an individual and our responsibility as a company to do whatever we can to help the kids in our community. So protect your kids. I mean, there's a several, I mean, couple, protect your family. I mean, you know, give back as far as series goes, this could go in a couple of them. It's going to go in all of them. Right. And, and especially on the mainframe at the housinghour.com, you're going to get this show because this one is very close to all of our hearts and it's actually close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, can't wait to hear more about that. So <clears throat> we have today, uh, Alan McMichaels, who is with uh, fostering hope, Tennessee. Um, it is a nonprofit organization and the whole basic uh, thing that they're doing is they're, they're helping foster children and they're helping them in a way that is very unique 
So first of all, Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. Privileged to be here. Well, I'm so grateful for your friendship and for um, the relationship that you've built with Mortgage Investors Group. And uh, we look forward to that to that continuing. Um, and so let's talk a moment about yourself and, and why it is that you guys are doing this. And I know that you have a, a pretty long history in this area, obviously. Um, you've got a couple of athletes in your family that played at the University of Tennessee. We'll talk about them in a moment. You have an incredible granddaughter, Shantae, who is instrumental in the day-to-day operations of this organization. Um, of course, you and your wife are active. You're a businessman. You've been in our community for a long time. Um, but why don't you give me the 30,000-foot view of the McMichaels family and what you guys stand for, why you're doing what you're doing? Okay. Well, we, uh, we've been... Uh Born and raised in Knoxville, of course, mm-hmm. wife and both of us. We have a fairly large family. We've mm-hmm. got probably 25 uh, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. They're wow. all uh, Nashville. We've got uh, grand, uh, a daughter that is a missionary mm-hmm. in Berlin, Germany right now. Wow. They've been on the mission field for 22 years. Wow. And then, uh, Did you say a daughter or grand- daughter? Daughter. Oh, daughter, which is Shantae's mother. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, Wow. Yeah, okay. that's another gotcha. part you probably didn't much didn't like that, know that piece yeah. of the puzzle. Yeah, but because she's never around much. But, right. But they uh, went to uh, Moscow right after the wall came down to plant churches and work with the nationals. And then they had ten years in Moscow. We've taken a couple of trips over there, and they took all the kids with them, and they grew up uh, in uh, Russia, and they know the language, second language. Wow. Spasiba. That's the only word right. I know. It's thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, and then they went to Kazakhstan, Almaty, mm. Kazakhstan, for another 10 years. Wow. Working, plant churches there, working with college kids, teaching English. What's your daughter's name? Teresa. Okay, so this is Teresa. Teresa Ladaj and Bobby Ladaj. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, so they've been there. And then the Lord uh, led them to, uh, with all their church planning experience, training that led them to go to Berlin. Mm. They're working with Redeemer Church uh, in New York. Wow. So they had a big conference, 500 church planters all over the world. They go into these young church planters and their wives, teach them and show them how to plant churches in different parts of the world. So, and so they, and so, uh, Shantae and Jeremiah, which is another grandson, he's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. They came to live with us and we put, we kind of led them through high school. They went to web school, mm-hmm. with them graduate web school. So we kind of took them in our wings and they lived with us for three wow. years, run through sophomore through senior high school. That's amazing because yeah. I mean that is a, a selfless act, yeah. if to say the least. Yeah. You've already raised one, now you're going to be there raised three, and then brought right. two more in, and right. then, uh, so they have one other that stayed with them, a younger. He just got graduated from Lipscomb, awesome. and then Jeremiah graduated from Tennessee Tech, and then uh, Shantae graduated from Maryville College, and wow. we went to Boston University and got her master's in social work. That's great. So, and so Shantae is your granddaughter. That's her That's granddaughter. Teresa's daughter, right. who is on the mission field. Right. You helped raise Shantae. Um, and Jeremiah. Yeah. And Jeremiah right. as well, um, as well as Greg and oh, yeah, Jeff yeah. <laughs> and all the other ones that you raised. Yeah. So when you're growing up and when you're bringing these kids up, you, you as I, as anybody else that's trying to find somewhere to worship, a good right. church home, you know, just because you leave a church doesn't mean anything about that church or no. about your willingness to plant roots or right. anything like that. It's just sometimes you change your philosophy and you might want to go spread the gospel other right. places. And so yeah. you were at Concord and you, mm-hmm. you left there and you went on to another church. Uh, Talk about that transition because you were really involved in Concord. Yeah. You decided to we're move. We're in Concord. We were there for probably, uh, 
Uh, so we moved to West Knoxville probably in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Greg was two, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Concord for quite a while. And then we went through a series of uh, some issues with uh, marriage. And uh, so our testimony is that we uh, were divorced after 21 years. Mm-hmm. And we went through a dry spell, became really strong believers. Uh, during that period of time, we both kind of separated. We got actually divorced. Mm-hmm. and But at that time, the Lord started working with us. Uh, the Holy Spirit came into our lives. We became really saved and uh, dedicated to the Lord. And we both changed, but the Lord brought us back after two and a half years. That is incredible. I tell you what, there that is, for me, one of the more powerful testimonies because, you know, we're all going to fall down and we're all going right. to struggle to make the right yeah. decisions. And you as a father, as a husband, you know, you guys went through a real tough time. Yeah. And out of that was born this incredible faith and dedication yes. and relationship that it had you not went through that rough oh, spot, no, you I, never would have been able to do yeah, it. I'd do it again tomorrow, yeah. what it brought our right. family back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we led all three of our kids to the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, and Greg and, and Jeff have, uh, he's a doctor. Jeff's a doctor, family mm-hmm. doctor in Knoxville, family care specialist. Mm-hmm. He played he, Tennessee, played right? Tennessee football. linebacker with Reggie White and the guys during the 68, 70s. He, he was Johnny neck neck for the for the record for sacks with Reggie, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. So they worked on the team with Reggie. And then, uh, 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 so he's a strong believer. He prays with all his patience from wow. never – Altered at least because they seen where we were mm-hmm. and they when they seen the challenge we had, so they knew the right way to go, and mm-hmm. we led them that way. And Greg played played baseball at UT, right? And he played under which coach? Uh, I think now. Oh, yeah, the biggest one that came under was uh, Mark Connors. Came here for one year. Mm-hmm. He played for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And he really helped Greg get that way to move to move forward to like the change up so mm-hmm. forth. And he got drafted the next year. Mark just came for one year and left. Mm. He went back to the Yankees. Oh, wow. But the Lord provided him one year, the yeah. right person, to guide his pitching, to change his pitching around. Wow. And then the rest is history. So he and, went to, and then he went to the Braves. Well, he went to the Cleveland Indians okay. first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Braves, he went to the Braves after that. That's another story. He's, I told him he needs to write a book on his issues. That's another. Well, he was there with all the greats. I mean, he was a great yeah. one too, but he was there with the Smoltz. He was there with the Glavins, with the, with the Maddox. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the top three pitchers, top. arguably, yeah. of their time. Yeah. 95, and he got 96, to, he's right there in the middle of them. Yeah. Saving, getting closes, saves, and hoes. And, and, and this is a side story, but when we did, when we went to the Atlanta Braves alumni golf tournament mm-hmm. that Mortgage Investors Group was a part of, right and who we participated in, Brian Jordan was telling a story um, after the festivities who Brian Jordan played right field. He played several positions yeah. for the Braves. Mm-hmm. But he's, he was asking what his best memory of his career was, and it just happened to be a home run in the National League Division Series against Greg McMichael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, that was one of it. He yeah. said it has nothing to do with Greg. Right, yeah. It's just that happens to be yeah. one of my greatest yeah. memories. So I, I thought that was kind of neat. So your family – you all have um, been a part of this giving back right. attitude yep. and you've, you've not only been part of it, but you've been proactive with it. And um, you've talked about uh, your, your sons, you talked about your granddaughter, your daughter is really, you know, that's the ultimate sacrifice mm. that she yes. is performing. So with, throughout your life, what, what kind of led you to, to really have a desire to be more in the faith community with, with what you did at the church. You're doing something now with the plant church that right. you're going through. Mm-hmm. You also 
uh, did fostering hope what what led you to do that because it's one thing to have faith it's right. another thing to actually go right. beyond that and do something exactly about right. it well when we movie when, uh, when we got back together we did make some uh, about 10 commitments on um, getting back together mm-hmm. you know tithe serve the lord mm-hmm. community groups small groups but it just is still have to give service uh to the community and then uh then Shantae, once she graduated, went to social work and mm-hmm. uh, right into foster care system. As, you know, working with the kids. After now. she went to Boston College, yep. she came back master's. here. Started working for agencies like Camelot. Now she's with Bethany Services now, mm-hmm. with them and uh, helping foster kids and adoptions. So, so we got uh, we just got involved and in, uh, we seen uh, we can't help everybody, but you just gotta have to find your niche. Right. And then, of course, her in that uh, business. And working with foster kids every day, we hear the stories, mm-hmm. and uh, so we just fell in love with those kids and uh, felt we we could help in a practical way. And and everybody that well, we'll talk more about this in the next yeah. segment, but you know, engaging in an adoption and a foster relationship, they're two different things. That's two different things. When you adopt a child, that's your child permanently. It's like you having that relationship. It's never been broken. It never right. can be broken. Um, then fostering or or foster children <laughs> they don't have a permanent location right that's the nine thousand children in tennessee 900 alone locally mm-hmm. that are in that uh, foster position system. Uh-huh. and so you talked about um, and we'll talk about this again but um you know you talked about your granddaughter she was she graduated from boston college she now or boston university and now mm-hmm. she's in that business right so she saw firsthand the struggles and <laughs> foster the foster children go through and the foster foster in in the whole industry is really one of those industries that it's very it's a difficult industry. It is because you're talking about hopelessness in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a great a lot of great foster parents, and I know there is. But then you hear the stories of like if you've seen the movie Annie, you know people in their mind they think oh that's how an orphanage is ran, and so you start to get these stereotypes. And so we'll try to debunk some some of that. We'll talk about Fostering Hope TN. Is it Fostering Hope TN? Is that correct? Uh And so we'll talk about more and give you a little bit more background about this organization. We'll show you how to get involved with it. Their website is on our website if you wanted to go there right now at the break. But anyway, we appreciate you guys joining us, and we look forward to seeing you right after these messages. We'll be counting stars. Yeah, we'll be counting stars. Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray. I am your host. We want to thank you all for coming into the Housing Hour this weekend. Thank you so much for participating in our conversation. And don't forget, you can go to thehousinghour.com and plug in with us in so many different ways. Please do that whenever you get an opportunity and share that site with your friends and family. That would be great. Um, And also, uh, we'd like for you guys to know about one of our special sponsors, and that is Scott Higgins over at Prudent Energy Systems. Um, I tell you what, and I gave the testimony. uh, Hopefully, some of you were able to hear that. And I have seen just a world of difference in our home because of the, the 
work that Scott has done. So go to our website, Scott Higgins, Prudent Energy Systems. You can get all the information. You can get his website. He's got a banner ad on our website. We'd love for you to learn more about him. And as we continue our energy series, you'll learn more about how he helped me. But you can also go and, and find my, uh, my testimony. It's right there on our Facebook page and learn more about what happened to our family and how we were able to really seal our home. And you wouldn't believe the comfort that we are having in every every corner of our house. It's amazing what it's done. I'm not kidding you. Um, so we're going to continue our conversation. We have Alan McMichael here with us, and uh, we're talking about fostering children and what that uh, what the unintended consequences for foster children are. We've learned a lot about Alan and his family. Um, we've talked to him about you know why he has done what he's done, about his children, about his philosophy, his grandchildren. He's got a, an amazing story. Um, he also had two kids that went as athletes through Tennessee. Uh, Jeff McMichael played linebacker at Tennessee um, under Johnny Majors, and Greg McMichael played baseball at Tennessee. He went on to uh, he went on to play at the Atlanta Braves, the Cleveland Indians, and um, got to play with Glavin and Maddox and all these big time pitchers in in the history of Atlanta Braves. And he's also now the president of the Atlanta Braves Alumni Association, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. So he's continuing to give back and they had a golf tournament at Avalon that MIG was a part of, and it was a great cause and it was benefiting, uh, fostering hope, um, which is what Alan is here to talk about. And, you know, we also want to make sure people, people might not understand the foster child relationship and the adoption relationship because we, we talked about there being a difference than if you're adopting a child or whether you're fostering a child. There's two totally different aspects of that. And Mark mentioned that he had somebody that he knew uh, intimately. Talk yeah. about that real quick. Well, my wife's sister, mm-hmm. um, she was a single mom. Who passed away recently. Who passed away uh, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And she had taken on a friend of hers, children, mm-hmm. uh, through the uh, foster agency, mm-hmm. uh, three kids. Um, it was just a bad, abusive situation that mm-hmm. she got them out and and then uh, it progressed, and she felt that was her calling, and she adopted those children. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a process. They were adoptable. Mm-hmm. Not all uh, kids are adoptable in the foster system, but mm-hmm. they were. And so, uh, is that because they're still trying to work out the relationship with the yeah, birth yeah, parents? Exactly. Okay. There's a lot of factors that you know could make them go back to the birth parents or whatever you know that that process is. Mm-hmm. But it worked out well for them. But uh, as a result of her death, then my wife and I, you know, had to come into, you know, they were older, older at this point, you know, mm-hmm. one but was not that old. They were still 17. One of them. Yeah. One of them was still in high school. So mm-hmm. we had to provide, you know, for that and mm-hmm. joyfully provide, you know, mm-hmm. so, and they're great kids. Right. And right. so it was a, you know, so, we, you know, you look at that situation and you see this horrible situation and mm-hmm. some of them have this, this stigma of, oh, they're. They're foster kids. They got to right. be bad. Well, they're not. You right. know, they're they're wonderful kids. Right. Exactly. So it's just it's and just huge. Alan, you you know it better than anybody. I mean, talk about that whole relationship that foster parents have. And I mean, um, Shantae is. Am I saying her name right? Shantae. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's actually adopted kids. If I'm not mistaken, we or have, she fostering kids. We have no. We have right now. I have have two foster grandchildren. Okay. Adopt. They are. And part of my family now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she adopted them back in uh, October. So she went through the foster to the, whole the foster, adoption. Oh, foster uh, process. Uh-huh. And it's a boy and a girl. They were five and two. Mm-hmm. Bad situations, and the rights were given up. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's she said we're we're adopting them. So and her husband's well, he's Matt Hensley. 
They're, uh, he works at Oak Ridge, so mm-hmm. he's on board everything she does because she's kind of leads the ship on this foster, right. <laughs> foster kids, <laughs> and they don't have any of their own. So uh, and so we've had they've been adopted for about a year, and then uh, she has this one little boy. It kind of goes back and forth from my mother. That it's a kind of a friend. she's helping, and mm-hmm. so he's got a little boy they've been having since they've been married. Really, they've only been married two years now. I got had those two kids right with the third that kind of comes in and out and then yeah and then they now they've got they picked up a uh, 15 year old Mm -hmm. that the mother has given up the rights uh as uh, probably next april she's going to adopt her she's at hard valley school wow running across country and then there's at the same time she picked up a six-week-old baby which could be adoptable or not it's just kind of there there's just some parents out there a couple of jail terms and Mm -hmm. Yada yada. So she loved I mean the best baby. The mother was uh, on cocaine breastfeeding. Mm. But the baby's clean, which is a God's miracle. That's a miracle. Not clear. Well, and you know, Mark, you think about and Alan, I mean, think about um people who are very strong in their belief in in life. Right. Whether that I mean, I don't want to get political, but they have a strong belief in in choosing life. And whether that be the Brittany Maynard story out of Oregon, choosing to end her life early, or whether that be abortion, for the people who are strong believers in the right to life, Mm -hmm. this is the ultimate right to life action step that you can take Mm -hmm. other than advocating against those other things. But I'm saying, you know, you, like you just mentioned, you had a a mother who was on cocaine. She was breastfeeding the six week old child and you know, the system needs people like Shantae mm-hmm. to come in and she right. came in and yep. your, your sister-in-law right. came yeah. in when it, there was that need. Right. And so we're going to put this up on our website. It's just the Tennessee department of children's services, how to become a resource parent just because it has some information in it. And you may have this link to your site. I don't yeah. know, no. but it's talking about what are some of the things that are required of you? Well, and I don't want to go through them all, but just to give you a couple of ideas, give without the expectation of immediate return, Mm -hmm. have room in your home and in your daily life, learn and use proven behavioral management skills and love and care for children with problems. So, and it goes right to the heart of what you may have said this off break (coughs) on break, but you know what? Foster parents, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Amen. Amen. And adopting a child, that's not for everybody either. You really have to feel led in to do this. And and it takes careful prayer and consideration. Yes, it has and it has to be both a man and wife or a single mom or whatever. Right. It's a it's a really a calling and it's uh I mean it's it's unbelievable what the results are. Yeah. But it's not an easy way to go because they are coming in with some stuff. Right. And, you know, well, yeah, there yep. is definitely baggage, baggage yep. but you can handle that. Absolutely. And if you build your team correctly <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, with uh, your doctors and things, uh, right. it's easily handleable. Yeah, and, and if you have a small group, I mean, if you're plugged in with a church, you have other definitely. adults that can also be there to speak into the lives mm-hmm. of these kids. I'll just give you a, a, a real quick story. My cousin, Stephanie and Kurt, um, they live up in Indiana, and they had they felt led to, to adopt these kids from Ukraine. They had a church where that they brought these kids in, um, on a camp, it was like a, a trip to the United States mm-hmm. to meet this church that's doing this in Indiana. And so they fell in love with these three kids, these three kids, two of them had HIV AIDS. And so they adopted these three kids from Ukraine yeah, and, and they've just been a joy in their lives. Um, there's one child who needs prayer, you know, because he's, he's a, he's a 
14 or however old he is. He, he's a, well, he's your a mom kid. felt that way about you. <laughs> exactly. um, so they're in need of prayer, but you know, it's those selfless acts that I see and they were certainly prayerful about it. And, you know, but it's it, unconditional love. It's and, unconditional. and that's the, the thing that I, I noticed. It was just the love right. for those kids. Yeah. It's just yeah. unconditional. Yeah, it just it didn't matter. I know. Yeah. And once you get them in your home, it's just unbelievable. And no way they're going to go anywhere. They're not going back to that situation. Cause both these kids were just sitting in a DCS office. That was her home. Wow. Shantae's, and they call, because Shantae's been in it. She's in the middle of all that. So would you take them for a couple of days? And then mm-hmm. the couple of days, like, and uh, then they end up, these other two, the 15-year-old and the baby, just a few days, and it's just on and on. Finally, the whole situation just blew apart where they're probably going to be adoptable. And she's, well, she can't give up that baby. Right. And the 15-year-old's already, I mean, She's already there, plugged right. in, going to school. Right. Yeah, really. And I know one of the other things that people think about are the parents that have to give up these kids. Mm-hmm. And I know people think badly of those parents and all. But you know what? You can still be a part of, of those kids reconnecting with the parents. No, yeah. Because mm-hmm. in, in our case, uh, mm. that was that door was never shut down. Mm-hmm. Even though she has adopted them, she helped them you know, keep that connection. She never, she never right. squelched it. Mm-hmm. And although the parent was never, ever capable you know, of, but they're of still got that they, they still have it. They go home to see their mother mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Oh, really? oh, okay. So that's strong. That is me. great. That's well, that's, great. that is a big important piece to this. Well, discipleship, I guess you could say, because if you're going to go into this relationship and there is a parent, I mean, cause we've all made mistakes. We've all struggled. I mean, you know, personally, I, I can't see myself getting into that situation, but if not for Pam, you know, yeah. but you think about the families that are affected by this. Mm-hmm. And if somebody falls, I mean, we talk about it all the time at our church, you know, we have, we have a lot of issues in this society. Right. People fall down and you're always mm-hmm. being tempted by something. Mm-hmm. And so these parents, they've made a mistake and we're not going to put a scarlet S on them for the right. rest of their lives. They're, I mean, my God is a God of second yeah. chances. And they do deserve a second chance if right. if they're if they're willing to be a yeah. part of that. And so the doors never close unless they close it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So they can give up their rights, but still they still Shantae always makes sure they're connected or mm-hmm. if if they want to. It, but my, my soapbox is churches have dropped the ball on a lot of things. Mm. But if church would stand, all you need is one church, one child, and then the community comes around that foster parent which they're going to need help called respite care. They hey let's take care of the kids for a week or, you know, mm-hmm. a weekend that's called respite care. You can volunteer mm-hmm. to do respite care. Which you I, just, could, I might be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you should just volunteer. Take, hey, I take yeah. a couple of kids, take them around for Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. take them back. You know, some people in our office actually do that in, okay. in our Knoxville That's respite office. care. That's another item for foster care. I wonder if you can do big brothers, big sisters with that. Is that, uh, I don't know. That's I'm, a different phase of it. I'm sure that they get in that. Too, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. that's that's having other adults in the peripheral helping to mm-hmm. speak into the lives that of are willing kids. to step yeah. up because I yeah. know you've done that, Kevin. Yeah, I love doing that. That yeah. was wonderful. It was at um, Beaumont Elementary School, right? And you know, I still talk with his mom and yeah. just kind of keep an idea idea of where he is in his life and where he's going. That's great. He's a huge Florida Gator fan, which is yeah. oh, part, wow. which is a problem. You, you failed. <laughs> just yeah. I couldn't talk about that. But um, we only have a couple minutes left in this segment. This is going by so fast, Alan. Yeah. But when we get back into this last segment, I want to talk about um, the the foster child okay. and talk about what a, a year looks like for that child. Okay. And, you know, under no fault of their own, they have been put potentially in a very harmful situation 
just from you know a safety i mean all kinds of of dangers mm-hmm. when you're going into a foster situation because we know that there are foster parents out there that might not should be let me just say it bluntly you know mm-hmm. and so one of the things that you're doing as you know fostering hope of tennessee mm-hmm. is that you're trying to help bring and bridge the gap when they do need to transition from one home to another the lot, and we'll talk more about this in the third segment, but a lot of these kids just have a plastic bag that they're just, they're taking their stuff mm-hmm. from one foster home to another. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to allow you to paint okay. the picture for us. Okay. And then what's we've all been waiting for, let's talk about the solution. Let's talk about what you're doing proactively mm-hmm. to help these kids. And, and I was so grateful for the opportunity to bring my two kids down to one of your filling stations <laughs> just a few months ago and had them fill these back, help fill these backpacks. Right. So we're going to talk more about that and how you can get involved. But I, you know, I think that looking at what we talked about at the beginning of the show about how important it is for mortgage investors group to be involved in our community. And I hope if any business person is listening, that they can also take that same challenge and, and give back to their community. And that might be Salvation Army. That might be Coats for the Cold. That might be Operation Christmas Child. That might just be helping to nurture your own employee base. Whatever that might be, I would strongly suggest that you do that because it just, I mean, even selfishly, this is so good, not just for our community, but it makes us feel good too. It makes me feel good as an employee of Mortgage Investors Group when we do the stuff that we do. So it's kind of even selfish if you want to know the truth, but you're also able to give back. Um, And Chris Skurlock with our community outreach coordinator, along with uh, Mark and all of us that try to bring these things to suggest. I think it's great for all of us. So we're going to go out with a little Jay-Z because I know he gives back quite a bit. But thank you guys so much. And we'll see you back right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. I want to tell you guys real quick about a company that we believe strongly in, and that's Admiral Title. Admiral Title is a wonderful place to close a loan. If you are a homeowner looking to refinance, um, it'll be a great place to help you finish that process off. Um, rates have dipped lower. So I know there's a lot of people in the pipeline that are refinancing, even that did their loan a year ago. Honestly, rates are better. So we need to give MIG a call for that as well. Um, but also they help you get to the finish line and they help us as a lender <coughs> to get all that we need to get that loan closed. So they're a very important piece of the puzzle when it comes to home financing and they do an outstanding job. They go the extra mile. They do what they have to do to get the job done. And I've never heard them say no. They get to go to Oak Ridge. You got to go out to La Follette, wherever they have to go, they're going to go. So that, just give them an opportunity. It, it's a wonderful place. 865-531-6060. Uh, call Admiral Tile and tell them that Kevin sent you. All right. We're back in here with Alan McMichael. Alan um, is the, I guess, the chairman of or whatever founder founder, president Shante is the co-founder right and she's not only a client she's also the president or whatever (laughs) yeah she's (laughs) one of the co-founders yeah we just developed this and on the board and developed this whole nonprofit. yeah we're going to talk about that because you guys are the ones who are responsible for fostering hope of tennessee we have the website that we're going to have right on our thehousinghour.com 
Um, we'll put it on Facebook as well. And in this fostering relationship that we've talked about these last two segments, um, sometimes these children have to go to another home throughout their life. I think mm-hmm. you said the average is seven in their seven lifetime. Eight times they travel from now, home to home. Give me a kind of an outsider's perspective of what that looks like. Okay. Well, you'll have a parent, of course, foster parents, first of all, they have to go through qualifications, go to school. I mean, kind of classes mm-hmm. called PATH classes, P-A-T-H. Mm-hmm. Get them qualified and go through all the drug check, uh, you know, all the qualifying events to be a foster. So they, they bring in a foster, they bring a foster child in. A lot of times they don't get, get to pick them. Mm-hmm. Can't say, I want a baby or this and that. Right. Some of them can, but, you know, whatever's available, they won't get it placed. So uh, that child will come in and, these like that usually have some baggage issues, but for the, sometimes the conflict is too much. If it's say a ten year old and the parents can't handle them, they say, "Well, sorry, come get him." Uh, and say, "Here's your stuff and trash bag," and and the DCS uh, worker picks him up, takes him back to the office, and then she's on the phone trying to find somebody else. And then she t- takes her, finds another one, takes her trash bag, goes to another home, mm. and that's how Shantae got this. Uh, because one day in Boston, she went to pick up a child to be taken to another home, and she was on a, the curb. Uh, she thought, Shantae thought it was trash. She said, by trash, but it's her belongings in a trash bag. Mm-hmm. And that's a picture on our website yeah. and our uh, material that we give out, is that this child travels in trash bags. So so we did want to go into where it's kind of come from. So that's kind Yes, of, well, that's a most good care, Yeah, most care people think they want to be foster parents, but it didn't work out. They can't handle it. Mentally, frustration, family, you know, make, make man and wife are together on the program. So, you know, cause marriages or we've had situations where the, they, they cannot have children, but all once they get pregnant and they've got a foster kid said, uh, Oh, uh, we got our own baby now. So we'll just send a foster child back. So right. a lot and of different scenarios comes up in that. And that's situation. what I was looking on the department of children's services. And then there's a <clears throat> website that they offer called mm-hmm. parent, a child website mm-hmm. and it's parent, And these are, um, children who need a foster home mm-hmm. and there is a lot, a lot. of them yep. that More are coming every day, just not, not having a home. And that means they're in the state's custody. And if they don't have a foster home, where do they stay? Usually in the office until they get on the phone, try to find somebody like Chante to take them in. And, and I mean, I'm not sure how they would have the ability to view, to, to house all of these people, but I'm sure they have made some sort of makeshift you, living arrangement. You could volunteer to be a, uh, emergency care. Like I said, they have a drug bust and, mm-hmm. and they all, once they pick up five children, mm-hmm. they need to have at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Shantae was one of that. She did that at one o'clock in the morning. They had five children. They called her up. We got five to put in a, somewhere. And so they have people that call said that they'll take the emergency take-ins at one right. o'clock in the morning. So, so they have people set up. And that like happens. That. I mean, I, I hate to say it, that actually uh, happens all fre- the time. frequently. Yep. Um, and so I was looking at this website and I was looking at the pictures of the children and looking at, you know, the smiles and, and they look happy. A lot of these kids are, but if not for people like yourself and others, and that's what we're here to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, their smiles could turn to, to easily sadness. Right. Um, so what you're doing is you're offering to, um, get, take donations. You're often to take backpacks. Tell me what is the best way. Cause you're trying to put in the hands of these children, mm-hmm. uh, a backpack or a suitcase so that if they do in which it's kind of ultimately it's going to happen because seven times in their mm-hmm. lifetime, right. You want them to have something more than just a trash bag. Right. 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 And right. you, I mean, you're also going to fill it with, 
with the Bible potentially yep. and oh, other yeah. encouragement. Bible, yeah. So definitely. talk about what you're what you're offering. Okay. Well, usually we get a nice backpack. We usually buy them all the same type. I order them like a thousand of them at one time. Mm-hmm. Get a good discount. Then we fill them up with personal items, Bible stuff, animals based on their age, some mm-hmm. dictionaries, school supplies, but more personal stuff: brushes, hair brushes, uh, you know, shaving stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's more personal plus the school supplies also. Mm-hmm. Just something a little basic, if, so they have on their own. Because this is the only thing they've probably ever had in their life. That's that can, and we have a name tag when they write their name on it, so it'd be their own personal backpack. And uh, and then also along with that, with older kids, we try to give them a suitcase too, because they'll come out by a Camelot office in Oak Ridge where Shantae worked at one time. She come by and they'd be, they'll call and say, "Hey, we need ten suitcases. We got five kids that are moving today." Going from one home or all at one time, so they can we keep a storage of suitcases at that office. Mm-hmm. So one day we can't had from Lebanon, Tennessee, came down and picked up. Uh, well, that was when we had some backpacks. So they picked up thirty backpacks for kids that were moving. So they had a lot of movement going on. So it's everywhere. So when when I, when I went out to Park West or where we're not uh, Park Fellowship, West, Fellowship, mm-hmm. yeah, Park West was that other church I was yeah, thinking of. Right, yeah. Fellowship on um, Middlebrook Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Patrick and Olivia came out there. Right. And we helped to stuff these uh, backpacks. 400 backpacks. And that was just a wonderful time because Olivia would grab one for a girl age four to eight. And Patrick would grab one for a boy four to six or whatever the age group was. And then they had tables strategically set up so that all you had to do is look at your list and then you pick the item. Mm -hmm. So for a a child four to six, maybe they would get um, some crayons. So you had it set up so that it was very easy. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think you're asking for. Would it be better for people to donate monetarily or to donate, you know, these items that right. you need. At one time when we first started, we just kind of winged it right. <laughs> when all this came about. Cause we gave out like a hundred backpacks and about 200 backpacks last year when we started in 1013, mm-hmm. uh, 2013. And then this year, the department of child services wanted us to give out 400 backpacks for their annual event at the, uh, antique place on Tazewell Park mm-hmm. uh, in Clinton. Uh, Alex Haley, the antique or the antique farm, Alex yeah. Haley. Yeah, yeah. So we get, they had a big thing for about five, seven counties of children mm-hmm. came in. So we gave out four hundred backpacks that day. Wow. And that's what you. That's what, that's you what we up. were a part of. Right. Yeah. So uh, right now we might be going to a different way that we'll buy the backpacks and then we'll just give individual people uh, and tell them kind of what we want to put in and let them. Uh, pack them up themselves because mm-hmm. kids like to go out and shop a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So say going to Walmart on the website, they like to be, they like to take their kids and go shopping and fill those backpacks, whatever they want to based on certain parameters. Right. So, so there's many a, ways to skin yeah, the right. cat, so yeah. to speak. Like so. for instance, one of the things that we are part of is Operation Christmas Child for the shoe boxes. And mm-hmm. this is more, that's more of an international. And what you're talking about is more this domestic. Is, it's going to touch is right on the, the ground right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Right. So boots on the ground. So, mm-hmm. um, you can be contacted through your website, oh, yeah. which we'll have on there. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a company and you want to be involved in this Christmas season, I can promise you that this money is going to go directly. And they have little to no overhead. Yeah, we have no staff. It's just me yeah. and Shantay. Right. You guys are on a volunteer basis. Right. So you know what that means? That means that the money is going right to the children. Right. There's no, yeah, except for, you know, whatever we need to buy the, right. the items. That's where the money goes. Exactly. Comes there's in the door. No and out margin the door. in that. <laughs> no margin. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so. The Lord's and, been good in supplying the money for our needs, and we try to do a project like every three to four months. Mm-hmm. We've got a uh, Christmas party down at the uh, uh, family uh, Williams Farm 
mm-hmm. and uh, showed them. Yeah. Rachel Williams and them. They're get, they built a brand new barn, which mm-hmm. they're going to give out for event. They're giving us that free December 13th. So we're having 150 kids come and we're going to give them stuffed animals and uh, Santa Claus is going to be there. Uh, Chewy's is giving the food and then uh, we'll have some inflatables. So it's just That's another thing. Great. We get a little like, Christmas outreach. That's wonderful. Well, before, because so, we only have about four yeah, minutes right. left. And we've heard all about the program. We've heard about what you're doing. We've talked about the problem. We've talked about the solution. And because I wanted people to hang around, I want you to kind of describe to me the scene when you went on vacation. Every family looks to do something. Uh, we all think about what can we do this year to give back? And, you know, right. we have things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But but you guys took that to the next level when you were on vacation and it was raining outside and you guys were around your your kitchen table, I suppose. Dining room table. Right? Dining room table. Yeah. Talk about that day. Well, we just, there. we just sat around and then Shantae started talking about the uh, the children, what they travel in, what kind of like what our job's all about. And we said, you know, this might be something we could get into as a family. Mm-hmm. And we just sat around. So kids started scribbling around, drawing this and the, our uh, our little house was actually done by Jeff's thirteen uh, year old daughter at the time. She wow. designed the house right there. So whatever you see on our website or our uh, our rack cards we give out, uh, that was that's actual drawing. It's not a computerized drawing. So mm-hmm. that's actually her drawing. So we sat around and what we could do this, we can do that. Why don't we uh, let's do backpacks? And then mm-hmm. and Shantae knew exactly what these kids need because she's already with them every day. Mm-hmm. But she gave us the items we need to do on say each individual age. Mm-hmm. And so it just became a family operation. Filed the paperwork. A friend of mine, bookkeeper, sent off IRS, and then got hung up there. So I had to call my buddy Jimmy Duncan, mm-hmm. uh, get grease wheel a little bit. Right. Two weeks, I had my uh, <laughs> nonprofit. <laughs> got to know who you got to know. That's right. So That's uh, right. he took care of me on that. Got my official. So we're official. Mm-hmm. Whatever you donate to us is, a, you can write it off your taxes. So as a I think nonprofit. That, that what's amazing is just seeing the wind in your sails from, from the generation, from the genesis of this project mm-hmm. now to where you are today and, and just how it's all progressed. I right. think that's amazing. And I think it's a true testament to where you guys are as a family and what, right. what your internal mission statement is. And right. I think that's really fascinating to yeah. me. I mean, Mark, yeah. all families have ideas of what they want to do, but I mean, you know, we haven't thought about doing something this big. I think that's great. <laughs> Well, it is. And especially when it comes to kids, you want to, we want to try to help them. But what's amazing in all this process is how resilient kids are Mm -hmm. because what, you know, you're talking about them being in the, in an office, they don't have a home, they have a garbage bag full. You'd think that this would, and it is traumatic for them, but you know how quickly they adapt to a family and get right back into life. It's, it's just, it's almost instant, you know, so they can shake it real fast. Yeah, Shantae just, picked up this 15 and 13 year old, or 13 and a nine year, 11 year old, I say, lose track of time, all these different ages. But mm-hmm. so they're in, she's taking care of them right now. Mm-hmm. And we're, what's going to be like a weekend, but now it's going to be till January. Mm-hmm. But these kids came in, friendless kids, start helping. They're in there cleaning and mopping. Unbelievable. Take care of the baby. <laughs> take care of the baby. They're, they're, yeah. they're having a blast. It's just unbelievable. It, they just adapt quickly. It and yeah. it's, it's when a you got love to your family, you got yeah. love around them praying for them, taking them to church mm. and seeing a really a safe home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the whole key. Well, yeah. And Mark, you mentioned unconditional love. <clears throat> unconditional. They have the unconditional love too, which they is did. amazing. And ultimately they will love you. Oh. If you're willing to be a part of their lives, and they're going to be willing. And to it's hard to give them back. Shantae. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> it's, when, yeah, it's tough. I know that. Cause you yeah. got a heart big as the world. <laughs> yeah. And like you mentioned, you, we can't save the world. No. We, we can only help one 
one day at a time, one person at a time. If churches will, uh, I mean, right now they're trying to, Shantae's in the midst of trying to get all the churches to get a fellowship, trying to do a kid's thing with foster care. Mm-hmm. They've got their own section of their church program that is in foster care. Well, we're going to have your information up on the housinghour.com. There's 9,000 children in foster care in the state of Tennessee. There's 900 just here locally. And Alan mentioned it earlier that there's about 9,000 some odd churches. If we could just do one church for one child, Mm -hmm. we could take that child into our church and, and, and love them. Um, until they can get into a better situation. Well, we can't tell you how much we appreciate Alan and the Fostering Hope of Tennessee family, and we just appreciate you guys coming into the Housing Hour today. We'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. Remember asking both my mom and dad Why we never travel to exotic lands We only ever really visit friends Nothing to tell when the summer ends we never really went buying clothes Folks were passing on the stuff in plenty loads New shoes once a year and then Out to play ball so we could ruin them Mama said that it was okay Mama said that it was quite alright kind of That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.